lot of times I felt like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Sales is going in such an amazing direction. It's a journey. It always will be for me, just continuously learning. I just never thought that I could do sales. Welcome back to the Sound of Sales. In this episode, I invited Crystal, who started in sales for the glorious income, but quickly discovered her passion for the trade. She's a lone wolf with a drive to turn chaos into scalable processes. Enjoy this conversation with an amazing female leader. Do, do you have a husband or um, do you have children maybe? I do. Um, so I actually have both. Uh, <laughs> um, I have uh, three children. Um, my oldest is 21. He just turned 21. And uh, my middle, uh, he's, he's my boy. Um, and then my middle is my daughter and she is 15. Uh, she is about a week away from getting her driver's permit. So that's exciting. Um, and then my baby is my nine year old and he's my boy, um, another boy. So I've got boy, girl, boy. Um, so, and they're, you know, each six years, about six years apart. Um, and totally planned it that way. Uh, I was like, there's, I'm not the mom that, you know, is, is able to have like two in diapers at the same time. And, you know, like, no, no. So my role was just kind of like, okay, if they can, you know, if, as soon as they can make themselves like a bowl of cereal and like, be <laughs> functional on their own, then, okay, it's cool that, that I can do another one, you know? So it, I, yeah, cause I am, I was just, and, and trust me, I have so much respect and admiration for those moms that keep it together and, you know, understandable or understandably that they're not keeping it together all the time, but they can keep it together for the most part. And, you know, they're, they're doing a fantastic job and, you know, they have little ones. Um, that's just crazy to me, but yeah, so I, I do have a husband and have three children. Awesome. So if I would, if your nine-year-old would be on the call right now and I ask him, what does mommy do for a living? What would he reply? <laughs> I honestly, I don't, I have no clue what he would say. That's so funny. He's such a quirky kid too. And that makes it even doubly hard, um, knowing what he would say. But I think he, he would probably say something along the lines of like, she's, in meetings on the, you know, on the computer or, you know, he would probably say something like that because it it seems like the only time, like I don't ever let him in my office is when I am, you know, in a meeting. And so that's probably what he thinks I do <laughs> for my job. Yeah. So I would, I would get something like that. <laughs> he, he would think your job is super boring. Yeah. You have always on the computer, <laughs> always talking to people and like, that's life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. But you, I read on your LinkedIn that you started in sales because um, it was a glorious income. Yeah. So can I, you, I can got you take in, me back to those days. Yeah. So it was, um, I was one of those women that I was like, no way. I'm not a salesperson. I could never be a salesperson. You know, my, um, my brother and my dad, you know, they were both in sales and they were like, you know, and, and I've always been an outgoing person, but I just never thought that I could do sales because it's like, you know, kind of back then you thought of sales as sort of like, you know, constant rejection and, um, like, uh, I don't know if I can handle that kind of rejection, you know, constantly. So I ended up getting into sales. Um, and, uh, I would say that, so the first official sales role, I guess, was um, uh, working for monster.com. So I am totally dating myself here, um, but you know, the job board, right? So um, our customers uh, were, you know, businesses and they were looking to, you know, <laughs> sorry, my camera moves. No, um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the, the, these organizations would, um, you know, they were hiring and so they needed to purchase job postings or they needed to purchase like our resume database to where they could actually search for resumes for their open positions. And, um, you know, and, and there were a host of other products. So I started out, um, in sort of like a BDR role. It's definitely not the type of BDR role that what it looks like today, but it was very similar. 
Um, and then, you know, I worked my way through um, the sales path and, uh, you know, inside sales, eventually becoming, um, you know, a field seller, uh, you know, enterprise, um, you know, organizations. And then I moved around a little bit from, you know, company to company. Um, and after I had done enterprise uh, sales for, um, you know, for a few years, um, I was like, I'm burnt. You know, I want to do, I want to try something else. I knew I wanted to stay close to sales though. Um, that I knew. I just didn't, at, at that point I was like, I don't, I don't think that I want to, um, you know, manage my own team. Um, I was, I, you know, I, and I still sort of am, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I can totally be a team player, but at the same time, I am sort of like a loan type uh, you know, wolf, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a problem working um, alone. And so that's kind of how I was. Um, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to manage a team. That's just not, you know, I don't want to, at that time, you know, I was like, eh, I don't want to be a babysitter. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to have to do that. So, um, you know, sales enablement was something that was just starting to kind of come out. Right. And, and it's, definitely not even what it looks like, like nothing like what it looks like today. It was basically, um, you know, like training. That's really about it, right? The old school <laughs> uh, and, definition and of sales some, enablement. Yeah. And then doing some, some odd sort of things that don't even resemble sales enablement today. Uh, but I, you know, from what I saw in the job description, because um, I started looking, I was like, okay, well, this that, you know, they want people with a ton of sales experience and that I have. And, you know, so uh, I eventually, I, I took that role um, and it was for, um, you know, Cisco Systems and Cisco is this massive organization, right? And so I learned about a lot of different things at Cisco, um, you know, mostly a, a, they already had processes, right? They already had sort of this machine built um, and yes, there, even at that time they were, they were still, you know, trying to figure out what this whole sales enablement thing was, but a lot of their content and, and, and how they trained their sales reps, it was already pretty good. So I didn't have to do, there wasn't much building there. It was more, um, refining and then just, you know, continuing to follow the processes that were already in place. So that was really good. Um, and then I started, you know, kind of moving around with enablement. I tried some sort of mid-sized companies, and then I tried some very early stage startup, you know, companies. Um, and what I sort of settled on is I'm a builder. I love to build, um, you know, things that just are not there, that are chaotic. I love to, you know, uh, take the chaos and, and really, you know, bring it into something that's like absolutely beautiful, you know, process frameworks, all of that. And, um, and so that for me meant, uh, you know, kind of more of an early stage, you know, startup. And so that's, that's, you know, I, I started doing sales enablement for, um, for early stage startups and, but it wasn't totally sales enablement because that's the thing is early stage startups, they only have a few AEs. So they don't need like, uh, you know, someone to come in and build processes, obviously for like a thousand people. But, um, what I love about it is that I can come in, build these processes, um, that are scalable. Right. And so as the organization grows, um, you know, it's my frameworks and my processes that are allowing for this scalability to happen. So it's, you know, that's what I found my sweet spot. Um, and sort of now with second nature, uh, I am doing, you know, I've, I've done sales enablement and so now I'm doing kind of customer enablement. So yeah. there are some traditional elements of customer success in my role. Um, however, uh, I'm also building out our internal processes, right? Sales to sort of see, uh, you know, CS handoffs. Um, also, um, you know, not just, uh, you know, internal, but also external, the whole, you know, onboarding experience, um, creating, um, you know, creating what this looks like because they just didn't have it. They don't have it. And it's, you know, it's not, it, they're, it's just where they're at in their, in their stage. And so, um, I'm getting to build all of this really cool stuff out 
And, um, you know, I'm getting the CS experience under my belt, which I absolutely love. Um, because really, sales enablement is, it's, it's, you know, it's going to eventually fall under the revenue enablement, right, umbrella. So it's like, if you don't have, you know, the CS experience as well, you're going to find yourself sort of just being able to do sales enablement under revenue enablement. So I wanted to be able to do both um, because eventually I'd love to lead my own revenue enablement team, um, but I needed CS too. So um, so I'm getting a lot of that at Second Nature, getting to build there. It's this early stage Israeli startup. Um, and, and then the fact that, you know, Israeli companies just in general don't, they don't have a sales, they, well, I'm not going to say they don't have sales enablement teams, but there, there's only a few. There's literally two enablers I know in the entire country of Israel. And, uh, you know, and they're like such a massive tech hub, you know, as far as, or, you know, as far as startups and they, I know two enablers. So that was another thing that was really, you know, pushing me to second nature is that, I have the opportunity to really bring sales enablement to, um, you know, to Israeli startups. So, so yeah, so that's kind of my, you know, start to start to current state. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's great. It's a nice journey. Like um, I I saw that you, you, um, yeah, customer enabler or customer enablement. I I had never heard of the term. Um, But if you come to think about it, it makes a lot of sense that you take your practice from sales enablement and bring it to other parts of the business. It makes a lot of sense because at the end of the day, you can enable your sales team as much as you want. If you forget about your customer and they don't have the right experience once they signed up, then you need to worry about churn. (laughs) Yeah, like there's only so much you can do. And you know, if you're working, you know, completely with your customers or I mean, sorry, with your sales reps, Um, And so another really great thing about Second Nature is that our target persona um, is actually sales enablement leaders. So our sales reps, they're talking to sales enablers. And and that was a big part of why I was brought in also was because, you know, not only do I, you know, uh, you know, lead sort of the post-sale and the onboarding and, you know, the account management piece, but I'm also brought into sales calls. Like our, our AEs will be like, Crystal, I have this call, you know, with, uh, you know, X customer and there's going to be, you know, five sales enablement people on this call. Can you join me? You know, and, and it's because I, I have done this. I speak their language. I know exactly what it is that they're trying to accomplish and the goals that they're, they're trying to meet um, and, you know, what their, their pain is and their challenges and, and how, you know, how, how I can help. Right. Because that's, that's a big selling point for RAEs is that like, Hey, we actually have a sales enabler that is going to be leading you through your entire customer yeah. experience. Speaking so that's, language. you know, that, that's a big selling point for a lot of people, especially in mm-hmm. sales enablement, like, Oh, okay. Well, someone who knows exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, and they're going to walk me through this entire process. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, indeed. It, it's so invaluable um, to have that expert wisdom as well. Like it, it makes the company more of a thought leader in the space when yeah. you have that person in your in your team. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of organizations are starting to go this way. I was actually. Um, Oh gosh, who? Oh, Carl. Uh, his name's Carl Ferreira, and he is—he's um, a director, I think, of sales at um, Refine Labs now, and he's fantastic. Just amazing guy with such great advice and insights. And he was talking about just this—that very thing—the um, other day about you know that your, um, you know, your organizations need to need to now have sort of industry SMEs, right, as part of you know, not only for your sales reps, but, you know, CS and sales engineers, like it's important to have a mixture, right? With true SMEs um, that completely understand, you know, your, your, your customer, not just from a learning perspective, but like they've done it, right? They've, they've done that role. And and it is hard to find, right? With some organizations, you you know, you're going to have to pay a pretty, um, you know, penny for that in, in some situations. Um, but to me, it's completely worth it. It's it's completely worth it because when you have somebody who has done exactly what your target persona has done, that peer to peer, 
you know, experience and, yeah. and, and knowledge that can be shared across is just like, that's, you don't, you don't get that. And, and I, so I think that's a, a, the direction that a lot of teams are going to start going to. Um, he was really surprised to hear that we had sort of already done that with, you know, with my role and we're still trying to figure it out, right? Like how do we best make this play out? Right. <clears throat> but, or, you know, orgs are starting to do that. They're starting to go that direction with having SMEs, um, you know, in different parts of the company. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's something that I, I, um, I used to word on a different episode that sales is becoming human to human. Um, it's, it's really about how can you help me perform better? Um, and if you don't have that knowledge in the house, you can still try to sell, but it's going to be a whole different conversation if you speak in the same language. Yeah, totally. That's what we found as well is that it just, it's a different conversation. You're right. It's a completely different conversation between like, Hey, I, I have done this before. Here's truly I have, and here's what I've done. Um, let me send you a template that I used. Um, I've done that with some of our customers, like who are, and it's, and it's sometimes it's completely unrelated to second nature. It could be like, yeah, you know, I'm struggling with, um, you know, uh, this new onboarding that we're, you know, putting together. I need some, you know, ideas. I don't know where to go, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, Hey, let me send you a template that I used when I put together, you know, an onboarding program for, you know, when I used to work at this organization and I just send it over. It's like, I mean, it's, it's a different kind of value, right? But it, they're going to value. Yeah. It's, it's total value. So yeah. That's what you're remembered by. And they will remember, like, I got this from crystal at second nature. Um, and this is what she's doing right now. And this is what they are, uh, offering. And yeah, the name is in the game. It's yeah. It's top of mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I agree. And like you, you did the whole journey in sales. Um, who do you look up to? Like who made you who you are today? Oh gosh, there's so many that are, um, uh, you know, that have kind of gone along the way. Um, so I, for me personally, um, goodness. I would say, so first to really sort of start out is I was in, I, I played softball in college and I had always been an athlete. I had, you know, just gone from, you know, I started playing softball, you know, truly competitively when I was like eight years old. And so I, I, you know, every, all year, year round, this wasn't, you know, a thing where you were only did it two months out of the year and, you know, every season and, no, this was literally like year round. Um, you know, we would travel around the country and, and play. And um, it was just, it was a huge investment. Um, and it was an amazing experience. And so, um, you know, as I got older um, and, you know, I was done playing, you know, I was like, this has been, you know, like there's so many different aspects of being an athlete that I can you know, that I can tie into my professional sort of life, right? Where mm-hmm. I can say, wow, you know, that, that this really taught me how to do this. Cause some people would, you know, like, um, I just, I have this, you know, ability to be very hyper-focused on, on what I'm working on. And, you know, a lot of people who are close to me are like, well, you know, I, that's an amazing ability that you have. And it's, you know, and I remember when they first started bringing it up, I was like, yeah, you know, where, like, that's weird, you know, but then I thought about it and I was like, it's totally from playing. Like it's from softball. Like I had to be hyper-focused. I didn't have an option of, um, you know, taking my focus away from what I was doing because I was managing, you know, school and my grades and I was managing, um, you know, performing at a high level, taking care of myself physically, um, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, we had all of those things that we had to worry about. And so I had to be very hyper-focused on it. And I think a lot of just those little things have carried, you know, so carried forward. And, um, and so I would say that, you know, that, that was probably the first thing, right? Um, and then, uh, you know, the first sales job that I had ever had, I had the sales manager who, um, you know, he and I became amazing friends. Just, you know, just I, I absolutely adore him. I still talk to him occasionally. Um, you know, he, we're both, you know, super busy. He's, um, 
he's a VP of, uh, gosh, it's, it is something in sales, but it's not VP of sales. It's, it, it is something a little bit different, but he works for, um, the company is called BTS. And so they're a consulting, um, a learning, I think, and development consulting company. So he, he really set me on a path of believing in myself, um, that I, it is something that I could do. Um, and he tried, you know, so many different ways with me to, to get me to, uh, you know, be a more effective seller. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's sort of what set me on the path, I think, to believing in myself. And then, um, you know, once I really started, um, you know, and then there's been people kind of, you know, I, I think, um, maybe not as impactful, but have definitely helped me. Um, and then, you know, more recently, um, uh, you know, I joined the trust enablement group, um, and John Moore actually leads that, um, you know, leads that group. Uh, but I met a lot of amazing enable, you know, enablers in that group as well. Um, Adriana Romero was one of them that I met early on. Um, and we just instantly clicked and I learned so much from her. Um, and then John, of course, John, uh, Moore, he has been just uh, there for me every step of the way, um, being super encouraging. Um, you know, any questions that I have, he's, he's there. Um, you know, I think, gosh, I mean, there's, there's so many that have really impacted me, um, in, in smaller ways, but, um, but yeah, I, I would say those are the, the, the few that I can think of that have been, you know, pretty impactful for me. Is it, is it something that you had difficulties with, with the motivation? You said at some point you felt burnt as well. Um, do you, where you're actively surrounding yourself with people that you know, like the vibe of these people is good. Um, they know how to lift me up. Where you where actively was that something that you realized that you needed at that point? Yes. So um, you know, I think I think with when I got into sales enablement, um, because of, I got in when I did, it was still something that wasn't clearly defined. And mm-hmm. um, you know, when you have when you have something that isn't structured, it can be, it can be difficult to, to feel, to feel structured, right. To feel like you're in control, um, when there is nothing that is in your control. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of times I felt like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I wonder, is this something that I can do? And, um, and it was really, I, I found, I, I found Adriana first and so Adriana just, I loved what she was doing. I was seeing her all the time on, um, you know, just different podcasts and doing different, um, you know, um, events and, and, and I would listen to her and I'm like, this is it. Like, she's so my vibe right now. And so I learned a lot from her and just her content, but then she and I connected on a more personal level and, um, and then. I, I sort of, I, I, I looked up to her is, is what the best way that I could say it. I looked up to her and, um, so she motivated me by just doing her right. By being her, I was motivated by that. So it wasn't like she had to come out and, you know, try to encourage me. Um, but that's, you know, I was taking the bull by the horns and I was like, you know what, I'm going to find people that are doing this, that have, you know, um, you know, already made some really big, you know, changes and and impact on their organizations. I'm going to find out how they did it. And so, you know, that's sort of how I came across Adriana. But um, I think that's how I'm motivated. I'm motivated by seeing other success. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, it allows for me to sort of take a step back and think about my own path and how I can get there. Um, And then I sort of, you know, after I started following all kinds of enablers, um, you know, and loving little things that they were doing here and there. Um, you know, I finally took a step back and I was like, you know, I, I, there are unique things that I have, um, and that I need to start, I need to start sharing that and doing those things. Um, and so, you know, I sort of started branding myself a little bit more and, um, you know, uh, I'm a co-host of, of a podcast now 
and uh, you know, with an AE that works at Second Nature, um, and uh, you know, just started writing articles and and doing you know um, as many sort of interviews as I could, and because I love it, I lo- I love talking about enablement and you know, just sort of the the whole journey. Um, but then I, you know, I have my Instagram, you know, my enabler Instagram. So I started doing all kinds of little things and just being myself. And so now at this point, um, you know, I, I am definitely still trying to fit, you know, follow people that, um, are really strong in what I'm not. Uh, and, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's just a journey. It always will be for me just continuously learning, um, staying on top of what's changing. And, but at the same time, I'm old enough to know, you know, where I want to go, uh, what I want to do with, you know, with, with sort of my life and, and, and enablement. So, yeah, I mean, long, long winded, but, uh, you know, I, I'm motivated a little bit differently, I think, than some people. Yeah, but I can, I can recognize some, some patterns in it that I, I noticed by myself as well. Um, well, as a tap on the shoulder, somebody referred me to you. So uh, there's definitely a ring to you. Nice, <laughs> so you're, nice. You're, That's your brand oh, it was, is working Was it Malvina? Out. Yeah, it was Malvina. Yeah. Yes. I, oh, my gosh, that girl. I love her. She is. She has such a, an, like, such a warm, like, her like she just like glows and like I I follow her too on Instagram and so I always see like her pictures and and uh and I love that right I I absolutely loved um you know seeing her success and like her I was a part of her um you know her podcast and um she's she's so good she's 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 one of the good ones for sure do you notice that your your thought leadership, to call it that way, your personal brand is starting to work for you? Uh, you know, I think people are starting to, um, you know, uh, associate the the face with, um, you know, because my sort of handle on Instagram is called your favorite enabler. And so a lot of times that's kind of how I'll introduce myself. And, you know, a lot of it is just continuously putting it out there, right? And then mm-hmm. eventually people will start to, connect the face with that. And, um, and I feel like it is, I have so many different interests and I'm probably not, I probably shouldn't be giving advice on, on any of this because like I, I am just everywhere. Like I, I mean, I'm not totally crazy, like everywhere. I try to keep things like on brand, if you will, but shit, like I am on like, I am, I have so many things that are on brand. So it's like, I just like, eh, whatever. I, you know, I try to stay in a single, a single path, but, uh, you know, a lot of times I, I'm all about, you know, obviously sales enablement, but, you know, being a minority woman, I am also all about DEI. Um, I am, uh, you know, women, uh, you know, women's rights. Um, in fact, I, I just posted today, I don't know if you saw it, but um, so I get a lot of, uh, you know, I get at least twice a month, um, I would say sometimes more, um, but I would say around twice a month, I get messages from men on LinkedIn that are... <laughs> I was Constant. about to ask something about that. <laughs> I <Yeah>. saw it. <laughs> Where I get like, uh, you know, I mean, that one was, you know, somewhat like mild. I mean, like, you know, where it could have come across as like, oh, he's just being nice. Like, he's just be, you know, he's just giving you a compliment. Like, whatever. I mean, I've had some who are like, um, I, I actually got proposed to through LinkedIn. Um, this man from... I don't even know where he was from, but literally said, will you marry me? Um, First time he had ever DM'd me, literally, like the the first time. That was his first set sentence. And then um, I get him all the time like, oh, you're my, uh, thank you for connecting. You're my, you know, very special friend now. And like, when can we talk? Wow. I am not kidding. Like, it is just like, it is, it is, it is absolutely ridiculous, but... I, so, you know, and for the longest time, I, I, this has been happening for probably a solid year now. Um, but for the longest time, I was always like, 
oh God, just, you know, I always felt like if I outed them or if I made a big deal out of it, that I was the one being unprofessional. Like, oh, just, you know, just like, uh, you know, I would always sort of think about like people saying, oh, just, you know, move on, right? If you don't like it, just delete it, just block them and then move on. Like, no, like eventually I got to a point where I was like, no, that is not, that is not enough. Like they're, mm -hmm. th th that is completely dismissive of their behavior. And I am not, I am not doing anything wrong here. Like they're, you know, they're, it's, it's their behavior. And so, um, you know, last time it happened, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, the next person that does this, woe to them. However, uh, I'm going to seriously, I'm going to post it. I'm going to screenshot our conversation. I'm going to tag the organization that they work for. Um, and I'm going to call this person out and because I'm sick and tired of it. I am sick and tired of it. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, where on, where would you ever think that it is okay to message a woman commenting about her appearance on a professional platform? Right. And, Any platform. and it, it, to be honest, it's not OK anywhere, but I, I get why people do it on other platforms. Um, but it's like you you have access to my profile, which literally has mounds of content that I have built, that I have put, you know, my my brain and my soul into these things. Right. And and I have done interviews and and try to give as much back to the, you know, the enablement community as possible. My mentorship, um, you know, uh, um, things that I do, um, I'm very big on, you know, um, you know, volunteer opportunities, DEI, women's initiatives, and like all of that is on my profile. So it's like, if the only thing that you can find is to, is to message me about my appearance, like, yeah. wow, wow, really? Like what you're telling me is that you are literally too dumb or you just do not give a shit about finding something on my profile and you are brazen enough to just assume that I would be like, oh, thanks. I love it. You know, thank you for saying like, yeah, no, yeah. that is not OK. And, and I just I, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick of it. And so I was like, well, you know, and I, and I tagged, um, the organization that he worked for and I strongly encouraged them to, you know, get some, um, you know, courses and certifications happening for sexual harassment, how to, you know, sensitivity training, um, and really how to, uh, leverage your network on LinkedIn. Um, because yeah. that is not it. And I can guarantee you if it's happening on LinkedIn, on a, a platform that he can hide behind social media, it is absolutely happening internally as well. So yep. figure that out, man, figure that out. Wow. Cause I am, I'm not the one to help him figure it out. I am the one to out him so you can figure it out. And honestly, it was just like, I, I was just done with it. So I'm very big on stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's something that's, that's like serious. Did you notice yeah. it in, in, with with other female colleagues or someone that it also happens in the sales process that people like literally say like if you date me i'm gonna buy like straight up that type of situation yeah it's like it's it's really like it, it's sad it's sad and mm -hmm. like it it just says so much about the person who's doing it you know it really does yeah. like that you know they're that they they just couldn't even figure out a way to engage with you other than commenting on your appearance. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess that works for some women. Maybe that they just figure all women are the same in that regard. But, um, but yeah, and I and I just feel like a lot of women get that. You know, last time I posted something about this, there were so many women who reached out, and they were like, you know, thank you so much for bringing this up. Sometimes it becomes annoying, you know, it becomes annoying. And, you know, and, and if a woman wants to completely ignore it and just move on, cool. Like, that's your thing. Like, you deal with it in the way that you want to deal with it. Um, I personally feel like the only, uh, the only time something is going to change is if you hit them really where it hurts. And mm -hmm. that is exposing them, um, you know, and making them feel embarrassed for their behavior. Yeah. Like, because by ignoring it and then just blocking them and moving on, they're never going to be embarrassed. They're never going to feel what you, how they have made you feel 
by basically saying anything that you've done, anything that you've created, any of your accomplishments are completely, um, you know, hidden because of the fact that you're attractive. Like, wow. You know, so yeah, yeah. I, I just hope that more women are, are comfortable and confident enough to be able to start doing stuff, more stuff like that. Yeah, it's about to speak up. And um, I think for other women, it can be a way um, that it, it might actually hurt them, that they don't know what to do in a situation like that. And and that it's it's uh, has a different effect. Yeah, you are strong enough. You speak up. You decide, like, I'm going to do this. Uh, but I don't think there are a lot of women that, that um, well, I think it's changing and, and it, it should change yes. the way that people speak up about stuff like this. Yeah, exactly. So I hope even if I can, even if there's one person who sees it and is like, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to start bringing it. Then I consider that a huge, huge, I mean, I consider it a win already because I was, you know, brave enough and I did overcome that, those voices in my head that, that have told me in the past, like, don't do this. This, this is just an unprofessional response. Don't respond yeah. this way. Don't, you know, I, I honestly, I, I would, I, I had to overcome that even in, in this situation, you know, I would, the voice in my head was like, God, are you doing the right thing? Is this really what you want for, you know, you've, you've really started building out, you know, your favorite enabler. Like, do you want this as part yeah. of that? And, and honestly, it was like, yeah, I do. It, that is absolutely part of who I am. You know, I, there's, there's this whole new, you know, uh, uh, personal sort of professionalism that that is happening um and you know it's taking a much more holistic view of of people um and not just their their you know professional you know career it's like there's so much that makes them who they are and that's you know professional is only one you know one aspect of that and i think you know with the pandemic i think it's you know something really great that came out of that is that people are starting to see um, that it's not just about career. It's a, it's about what is fueling, you know, that career, right? What's happening at home. That's important. You know, we want to get to the place where we are not burning people out, um, where we are making sure that, you know, whatever it is that they value, um, that the organization is providing in some capacity. And so a lot of that, those lines have, you know, really been crossed. And I want to make sure that, you know, women are, you know, feeling empowered maybe to do things like I did. Um, and that is part of my brand. That is part of my professional career. Yeah. And what you say about COVID, like it changed the way that people are doing sales. Like it's, it's a lot more people are building these brands. A lot more people have realized, like, if I sit alone in my working from home desk, like I can do more with what I have at my disposal. Um, it's it drastically changed the way people are selling and the way people are buying. Um, there, there's a lot written about the future of sales, but like, yeah, VR is coming along and then more mm -hmm. and more tools. Like if I look at Second Nature, it's a tool that is awesome for remote learning uh, yeah. and training your people like yeah. it's one it really way of looking is at it. yeah it we're, it's going i mean it's it sales is going in such an amazing direction um mm -hmm. you know i i always tell people like about a year and a half ago um you know right when the pandemic kind of started i got a call from a sales guy from from like a bdr and um no so yes yeah, so i had downloaded a white paper so i knew it was coming right i knew yeah. the call was coming <laughs> at some point and so um, I was I was on vacation and um, I it was in the morning, right? It was like eight o'clock in the morning, maybe nine o'clock in the morning, and uh, and so I answered and I didn't know who exactly it was, but he was like, "Hey, Crystal, this is um, you know this is Ben from I uh, God, what was the organization? I can't remember now." But he, I, all I remember is Ben because it was so good. And so he called and he's like, this is Ben from blah, blah, blah. Um, he's like, you know, I'm calling you because you downloaded this white paper. He goes, I know you were probably really, you know, hesitant to do that because you knew a sales call was coming. And he goes, but he goes like, before we get into all of that, he's like, just, he's like, I got to tell you, my morning's starting out pretty slow and, you know, kind of, kind of bummed. And I was like, oh, Okay. 
And he's like, just, he's like, do me a favor. He's like, just please tell me something good. Tell me something good. And I was like, Okay. Did kind of stop me in my tracks a little bit. Right. And like I was walking around, you know, I was on vacation and I was in, I was in the kitchen and, you know, we had rented a, a cabin. And so, um, I was walking around in the kitchen and, uh, and I was like, huh, I was like, well, and then, you know, I ended up kind of telling him something good. I think I told him something about being on, you know, vacation and we had just gone, um, you know, like, jet skiing or something and, and he was like oh that is good you know and so we just started just really kind of talking about good things right and and then eventually you know after just a few minutes um you know I was getting ready to tell him like oh I can't talk right now Ben like I can't talk I, I gotta go I'm on vacation you know but because he said that it really got my you know my mind in a completely different you. place and 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 it shifted and all because like tell me something good, you know, at, at the, at the start of the pandemic, we all needed to hear something good, right? We were all like, oh my gosh, what is this? What's happening? Um, and so it, it, he found something, he found something that like human beings have in common, right? At that time. And that, and it was like, I need to hear something good. I'm, I was, you know, I'm that type of person too. Like, tell me something amazing. And so we ended up having a long conversation and it was really good and um, much longer than I'm sure that he thought we were going to have. Um, but it was all because he approached me in a human, a very human way and found something that both of us totally could really could resonate with. Not in a way like, hey, um, I noticed that uh, we have three people in common you know, like on LinkedIn, like, I mean, he found something that truly was like an emotional kind of trigger for me. Um, because it, I mean, you're, you know, right at the start of the pandemic, it was like, everything was kind of unknown, right? But yeah, so I'm, I'm all about finding those human connections, especially in sales. Human to human. I think yep. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> you should. Human to human. That's all that's all about. <laughs> Agreed. Make that t shirt. I'll buy your first one. <laughs> okay. But uh, how do you think it will evolve from here, like in the next couple of years? Um, sales. Uh, gosh. I think, um, you know, I think with the evolution of enablement um i think that i think the processors are going to become much more um you know the processes are going to really become like super super tight and automated right everything is going to be done that way um i think we're going to try to you know sales i think is going to become um much more in tune and used to doing certain things that normally have some human interaction. Um, mm -hmm. AI is going to play a big part um, in, in that. Um, however, there is the, 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 the human interaction is never going to go away. Um, an email will never be the, the only way of communicating with a prospect picking up the phone is still, I, I feel like it's, it's absolutely not going away, um, ever. Um, because it, it's just, I, 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 that human interaction is just too important. And, um, you know, I, I but I think AI is going to replace some interaction yeah. mostly in a way of, um, you know, training. Right. Um, I, I think, uh, in a, or coaching, um, you know, practicing, um, again, I still think it's super important for a sales manager to coach, you know, one-on-one, -on -one. but instead of, you know, doing it three times a week, um, which really sh kind of should be happening, um, it's going to be one time, right. Per week, or even once every two weeks, because AI can supplement the rest, right. But there still has to be some, yeah, and AI has more knowledge than the capabilities of that one sales manager. Like exactly. it's trained model over so many sales managers and causes and cases um, that it will outsmart 
the sales manager at some point. Yeah, it removes human bias too, you know, and um, that's that's a big one. You know, one thing that we're doing for um, one of our, our larger customers is um, we're putting together simulations around bias training. Um, and when you, as a sales manager or as an HR person or even as like, um, you know, a recruiter in talent acquisition, um, you know, there are certain situations where you have to be very careful with the way that you word things and the way that you, you say things and you come across and, and even your own personal biases, right? Um, everyone has biases. You're, if you're human, you have bias. So it, you know, they're, we're putting together these simulations that are helping them to, um, practice with Jenny, who is our, um, you know, our AI sales coach and they are practicing with her to um to to have the best conversation that they possibly can in those really difficult situations um and you know they get scored on it they get told like hey try try it this way um and it's all done it's all done and you know it's not a monologue you're literally communicating with jenny and um jenny's talking back to you and she's giving you you know just different things to just to, to kind of think about um and it's and it's and it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, one of our one of our customers, they just had um, this massive sales kickoff, and you know, Second Nature was a big part of it. And in 24 hours, um, they had new marketing messaging that just they just rolled out in their sales kickoff, and so they wanted for people to get to become certified in this new messaging, um, and within um, 24 hours. We were able to certify a thousand sales reps in that new messaging within 24 hours. And so some of them had to practice it more than others. Um, but they, you know, it within 24 hours, we certified a thousand sales reps. So it's a huge return on investment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Within 24 hours, like we could, we were able to certify their reps. So that, that is called, that is scalability, right? But again, when they get back to after SCO, they can still have one-on-one conversations with their manager, which I think is still super important. But there is no way that any any organization mm-hmm. can claim that they can certify a thousand sales reps in 24 hours by doing one-to-one coaching. Yeah, Not and and it becomes more the manager becomes more of a coach at that at that point where they can give more information and more in-depth information where the basics are being taught by a system, yes. um, essentially at each one's learning pace where the manager can be more human. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's pretty am- amazing. Um, you know, we can do, uh, you know, not only new messaging, but, um, you know, objection handling, uh, elevator pitches, discovery. There's two-way Q&A abilities. Um, so uh, it's, it, it's just amazing on, you know, and she's, uh, you know, we joke because, you know, we have our, you know, American team and then we have our Israeli team. So sometimes Jenny, you know, uh, she, she pulls like little attitudes like every other day or something with people, you know, when you go in and she, you know, she'll kind of give some like sassiness and like, and, like just like throw <laughs> major curveballs. So we call her. When that happens, we call her Israeli Jenny. And so when, and then when she's super nice and like sweet and like polite, you know, that we call her American Jenny. And, you know, sometimes she gets crazy after like 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we call that one Happy Hour Jenny. So it's just, it's so funny. Like, you know, she's, you know, she Zoom's a, a really big customer of ours. And, um, and they have literally rolled her out and introduced her as a part of their sales enablement team. Um, you know, Mike Fisher, he's, he's a huge advocate of second nature and he's the one who, um, you know, who really owns Jenny internally and he rolled her out. Like she was, you know, part of an extra person on their enablement team. And, um, they have had such amazing success with second nature. So they're kind of like our, are uh you know pillar of like this is exactly how you do second nature internally with your organization but yeah so it's it it is kind of funny we have different names for her we have israeli jenny american jenny and happy hour jenny 
<laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what Jenny is like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's great. I'm telling you. She, she really, for the most part, she's American Jenny. But every once in a while, she'll throw something in there and you're like, eh, God, wow, where did that come from, Jenny? You know? But yeah, it's pretty funny. That's pretty awesome. Uh, as a last question for you, if I could give you a billboard at the side of a highway, uh, what would you put on it? <gasps> oh, that's so good. Um, oh, gosh. You know, uh, I, you know, in addition to like my enablement journey, I've, I've actually lost since 2000 and goodness, since 2010, um, I was at my heaviest. Um, so, um, I ended up losing, um, like right around a hundred pounds and, um, over, you know, a few, the course of a few years. And, um, and so I, um, also started running, I'm running a marathon in December. So I've always been, um, and I'm a very, I'm, I'm a very sort of free type of, you know, spirit, if you will. And, um, I'm always going for different experiences and different, you know, just n not ever settling. Right. And that's a big thing to me. And that's something that I try to get across to my children as well. Um, if I could give them, you know, one thing, it would be to never settle and that, you know, settling is, um, you know, not just in your personal life, right. Your relationships, but, um, you know, settling for what you, what other people might be telling you or con what you've conditioned yourself to believe that is your sort of max, um, you know, ability and, 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 you know, to not put caps on that. Um, so I, I honestly believe that settling and mediocrity are the silent killers of the human soul. And so I would probably put that on there. That's, that's kind of, yeah, that, that at, at the core of who I am, that is definitely it, um, that, you know, settling and, and mediocrity will kill the human spirit, spirit over time, every time. I, uh, I see what you mean. I like, yeah. uh, I like <laughs> the ring of it. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I would, that's what I would do. Awesome. Well, Crystal, with these words, I would like to thank you for joining me on the sound of sales. Absolutely. It was awesome. I love doing it. Oh, 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 oh,